Aloha. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. What's your blood type? Did you ever want to know? Did you ever know that Hawaii has some of the most unique attributes of blood donation and the different types of blood that people here provide? And did you know that on any given day, we only have a week's worth of red blood cells available on island? Well, there are some really interesting facts we're going to talk about today. I am happy to be joined by Dr. Kim Ann Nguyen, President and CEO of the Blood Bank of Hawaii. And we're going to talk a little bit about what are the different blood types? How do you know what yours is? How can you find out? And why is it so important that we all provide the opportunity to save lives by donating blood as often as we physically can to help the rest of the community? Thank you for joining me today here on The Body Show. Happy to be here, Dr. Kozak. I can talk about blood all day. (laughs) Well, you know, there are those people that just love it so much. It's the joy of their life. Now, you went to medical school, like I did, actually, similar in the East Coast, and then you decided you were going to go into blood medicine. Uh, Tell me about that decision, because it clearly inspired you to make some choices that have directed your career, and we're so lucky to have you here in the islands. So blood medicine, I have to know what that's about. Yeah, so transfusion medicine, it's a very esoteric subspecialty. And, uh, you know, I'm such a a walking example of you you don't, sometimes you don't know what you're going to be when you grow up. And that's a good thing. So I I grew up wanting to be a lab rat, to be honest. I, I wanted to do research. And so I almost became a pediatrician like all my best friends in med school, but I didn't. I became a pathologist, but I didn't do any, um, I, I didn't do CSI stuff. Uh, I just wanted to do laboratory work so that I can go straight into the lab and publish and and do research. But uh, in my pathology work, I really caught the blood bank bug. And um, what is the blood bank bug? Well, it is the science and medicine of finding the right compatible blood to treat specialty patients. And then what happens if a patient gets transfused and something unexpected happens? And how do you treat patients who need rare blood? So all of those things just fascinated me, and I wanted to know more. And I happened to do uh, training in San Francisco, and we know what happened in San Francisco, AIDS, the AIDS epidemic. And San Francisco, unfortunately, was the place where the first case of AIDS through transfusion blood happened. And then the rest is history, and here I am. Wow. So that just what was going on at the time and your attraction to the idea of the challenges of transfusion medicine has brought you to the point where now you are heading up the blood bank right here in Hawaii. Best decision I ever made was to come work for the blood bank of Hawaii. Well, that's a rousing endorsement if I've ever heard one. Now, I'm curious because a lot of people think, oh, I don't need to know my blood type. That's not important. And for, you know, average medical care, if you are otherwise healthy, it may not be so important for you to know, but there's an easy way for you to find out. When people donate blood, they the blood is tested for a variety of different things, but they also get to know their blood type. 
if someone donated blood in the past and they want to know their blood type and they don't remember what it is, how could they find out? It's so easy. Just give us a call. Or uh, you can send us an email and we've got your blood type on record. And if they donated in another state, that state blood bank would have their information on file. That's right. Is it important to know your blood type? I think it's critically important to know your blood type because who knows when you would need to get a transfusion. We never know with that crazy traffic on H1 um, when we could be in an accident. Those of us who are women, you know, we could be in childbirth and, God forbid, need blood. So, yeah, we should know our blood type. So with that being said, what are the different blood types and which ones are the most unique ones? And there are certain attributes of different blood types that are important to know. So what's the standard blood type? What are the options out there? Well... I'm B-pause, so that's an important blood type. <laughs> um, so, you know, most of us know the ABO blood types, A, O, B, AB. And most of us may know that the universal blood type is O neg. So what's universal? It's a blood type that can be given or transfused to any patient. That's why on TV shows you hear them say, hang another unit of O neg. I mean, granted... Pathetically, I watch medical shows when I'm home, and I do, and that's what you'll hear, you know, and it may not be the most accurate representation, but you'll hear that on Grey's Anatomy and some of those other shows I watch. Hang another unit of Oneg, because if there's a trauma and you don't know someone's blood type, you can give them Oneg and they should be okay. That's right. So um, Oneg is considered the universal blood type, but that's for red cells. So um, in, in an accident... Uh, obstetric hemorrhage, what what leaks out are mostly red cells. And that's what we need to replace in order to get oxygen to our brain and, and so that we don't die. But that's only one component. And there are other components of blood, like the liquid part of blood that stops you from bleeding. And you'll be interested to note that the universal plasma type is not ONEG. It's actually AB. So of the different blood types, I'd like to say that your blood type is precious and your blood type is valuable. So if you're not O-neg, your blood type is still valuable because it might be the most common blood type. A, for instance, one of the most common blood types. So if you're A, A+, plus, that's awesome, um, your blood type is needed by most patients. If you're AB, which is the universal blood type, for the donor type for plasma, when there's a burn patient or a liver transplant patient, you're the universal donor for that type of blood component. So no matter what, there's parts of your blood that could help save someone's life. That's right. We need you. We need your blood type. And platelets, they don't have a type. That's right. So um, um, platelets, a platelet component does have an ABO on them, but um, it's less important what that ABO is. 
Well, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we are going to be talking with some more interesting what we've always wanted to know about blood questions with Dr. Kim Ann Nguyen. She is the CEO and president of the Blood Bank of Hawaii. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more about what are the unique properties of the blood types that we might see here in the islands due to our multi-ethnic variation in our population. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Anchor Systems Hawaii. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, and today I am learning about blood with Dr. Kim Ann Nguyen. She is the president and CEO of the Blood Bank of Hawaii and has years of experience dealing with transfusion medicine. What sorts of blood components do people need? How can they get them? And why is it important that all of us think about donating blood? Well, you know, you mentioned it earlier that we don't have a lot of blood that's available here in the islands. So that's why there's always a blood mobile. There's suggestion of donation. And there's ways that we want to encourage people because if they are eligible to donate blood, that could literally save someone's life. Blood saves lives. That's absolutely true. How do we know that? Because when people bleed beyond a certain point, they die. And so they need to be supported with their blood products. And in some cases, there are ways that they may have different elements that they need. So we mentioned that red blood cells, that's red particular type of donation people can make. But there's also ways that do people donate platelets and plasma or do they just donate regular blood and you guys choose which one it is? Or how does that how does that get yeah, arranged? That's a great question. So maybe about 20 years ago, all of the blood was donated one way. You would come to the Blood Bank of Hawaii or we would come to you in a blood mobile or in our blood drive and we would take a pint of whole blood. So when we talk about a pint, it would be a pint of whole blood. And then we would take that whole blood into the blood bank of Hawaii and separate it out. The plasma, the liquid part, the red cells, and then the platelets. But now we have technology. And so we have these amazing machines. And with the machines, we can actually separate out that blood as you're sitting there in the chair. So, for instance, for platelet donation, since 2014, all of our platelet donations are using technology now, using these automated machines. And that is at our Young Street facility. So 100% of our platelet donations are using this amazing technology. You can sit there and watch, well, you can watch a movie, but you can watch this machine separate out the platelets as you are donating blood in the chair itself. So cool to watch. Well, yes, I think you and I would be really intrigued by it. I don't know if everybody would be like, I want to watch my plasma. I want to watch my platelets. You never know. Now, you mentioned as you sit in a chair, watch a movie. If somebody decides to donate blood, about how long does it take the whole process? So if you're donating a pint of whole blood, the actual needle in, needle out is less than 15 minutes, usually five to seven minutes. The whole process drinking juice and doing the medical history, no more than an hour usually. If you're donating platelets on one of these amazing machines, longer than that. So probably more like 45 minutes to a couple of hours. But a pint of whole blood, your first donation, needle in, needle out, five, seven, ten minutes. 
Now, why is it that people are told eat something or drink some juice or sometimes you'll see they'll have like donuts or something after they donate blood? Is it common that people feel like they need to drink something afterwards? Right. Well, we want to make sure that uh, you feel well. And so taking a pint of fluids out of your veins, that that's, takes something out of you. So first of all, it's really important to be prepared, well prepared when you donate blood. So drink a lot of fluids. And um, it's less important to eat a meal, but more important to drink a lot of fluids. And then after we donate, we just want to let you sit there and make sure that you're going to be okay and not not lightheaded. 99% of the time, you're fine. Um, and then afterwards, we want to make sure that you tank up with your fluids and then have a nice snack on us. So who is eligible to donate blood? And then we'll talk about why we want blood from some of our local populations. So who's eligible? Can anybody donate blood? I think a lot more people are eligible than they think. So first of all, basics, minimum age 16. There is no maximum age, believe it or not. Secondly, you have to weigh 110 pounds. And then we ask you questions because we want to know three things. Is it safe for you to donate? Because we're taking a pint of blood or platelets. Number two, is it going to be safe for the patients who get your blood? Would it be okay for me to give this to my daughter, my grandfather? And then the third is, you know, is it okay for our staff to to take this blood? So those three things. And when we put it together, the majority of people are eligible. So if you have high blood pressure, diabetes, high cholesterol, no problem. Here's here's the thing. If here's my my main thing. If you don't have any restrictions and you feel well and healthy on the day of donation, you're going to be okay for the most part. So diabetes, high blood pressure, if you're under control, you feel well, come on in. Now, if before somebody goes to give blood, there's a couple of things that get tested. Sometimes they have their hemoglobin tested, maybe their blood pressure tested. So we're not going to take, you're not going to take blood from somebody who's low in blood. Because, you know, then That's that would right. make them lower. But as long as their hemoglobin's okay, their blood pressure's okay, they should be okay to donate. That's right. We're going to make sure that it's safe for you. So we'll take your temperature, your blood pressure, and uh, prick your finger and take your hemoglobin. Now, once somebody decides to donate blood, they will get a letter back from the blood bank, and that'll actually tell them some information, not just their blood type, which is a real easy way to find out what it is, but the blood's tested for a couple of things, and you will get a letter back about those tests. Is that right? So we say no news is good news, um, and we test for a lot of things, not just HIV and hepatitis, um, but um, syphilis. HTLV, and of course, uh, your ABORH. So generally, if your blood, and we assume it's good, we wouldn't send you anything. But if there is something wrong, we will send you a letter. And we send very few letters out. So you would get your blood type immediately right there? So when you're donating? Uh, no, generally, for the most part, um, you get your blood type afterwards. Sometimes to put you on a machine, we will do your finger stick and we use these little cards called Eldon cards, but that's not our official test. So when you get the official test, if somebody wants to know what's my blood type, that's where they could call, send an email, find out, hey, I donated blood. What type am I? Absolutely. 
Now, what are some of the unique things about our local population? Because since we are such a melting pot, there are some types of blood here that we may have that other places in the mainland may not have, just purely because of logistics. So what are some of the unique things about local blood? I am just amazed at how special Hawaii is. So if you read the giant textbooks on blood, most uh, people would be surprised that Blood Bank of Hawaii is mentioned in these. And it's because the Blood Bank of Hawaii has the nation's, has the United States' largest repository of these very rare types. One of them is called JK3, and it is seen among um, people of um, Native Hawaiian, Pacific Islander, and Filipino descent. And so we are the largest national repository, and we get requests for this very, very rare blood from all over the United States. Do we have a source of it? I mean, do we have like a list of people we can call to to get the blood? Thank Thanks to uh, local donors, we do have a source, but um, we always need more. Um, and so we, we do have a small group of donors, and we are actively screening all of our donations for more of this very rare type. We also have another type of donors that is more often seen among Japanese ethnicities. And so being this melting pot uh, in Hawaii, in the middle of the Pacific, uh, we are very fortunate to have these extremely rare types. Now, what's the most common type here in the islands? So, um, believe it or not, Opas, which is, um, you know, next to Oneg, the universal donor type, but very close in second to that is Apos. And so about how many residents have O-positive? So about uh, just under 40%. Is that common? Is that unusual? It is common. And actually on the mainland, it's Opas is also uh, the most common. Opas and Apos are neck and neck the two most common types. Well, and as you mentioned earlier, all blood types are good blood, t- blood types. That's right. So there's a reason why we need everyone's blood. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. You're listening to The Body Show. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about what is how is blood handled here in Hawaii, how long does it last, and what are the reasons why we need to keep replenishing the supply. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak, here with Dr. Kim Ann Wynn, President and CEO of the Blood Bank of Hawaii. And we are talking about donating blood, blood transfusions, and why you need to make a match if at all possible, when giving blood. So we talked earlier about how O-negative is the universal donor, but 40%, almost 40% of Hawaii residents have O-positive, which can be safely used by anybody with a positive blood type. You're B-positive, you could use O-positive blood. Any Anyone else with a plus A-positive blood, they could That's also right. use that. We also mentioned that AB is the type of blood that is the universal donor for plasma. So that that's another reason why a different blood type is very, very uh, helpful here and can help people particularly who might need some of these elements of blood in the course of accidents, 
surgeries, burns, burns, you name it, transplants, these things could happen. So blood doesn't last forever. We only have about a week's supply of blood here in the islands. A lot of folks think, well, they're always collecting blood. They must have plenty of mine. But that's not always the case. And in fact, we don't have that much available. Should there be some major you know, hurricane or should there be some sort of a problem with, I mean, with COVID, we saw fewer flights. This actually put a strain on the blood supply. How long does the standard amount of red blood cells last? I think people would be shocked if they knew how perishable and fragile Hawaii's blood supply really is. So we need 150 to 200 people every single day. A day that Blood Bank of Hawaii does not collect blood is uh, a strain on Hawaii's blood supply. So for instance, red cells only last a month and a half. And as you said correctly, Hawaii at any one point in time only has a week's supply of red cells. Half of that is at the Blood Bank of Hawaii, and half of that is spread out among our hospitals. It's a scary thought that um, if we didn't collect blood every single day, in just a few days, we would run out of blood. Platelets, five days, they only last for five days on the shelf. And so if we did not collect platelets or label platelets after a couple of days, we would run out of platelets. That's a really, really sobering thought. Wow. How long? Now, plasma lasts a bit longer, but that's not the most common thing to transfuse. More often, we will see red blood cells or platelets being transfused. That's right. So plasma and cryoprecipitate lasts about a year. So that's that's a lot better. Um, but um, it is amazing to think that we need those 150 to 200 altruistic lifesavers to come through our doors and roll up their sleeves every single day. And part of the reason is because there may be babies that need transfusions. There may be women who have given birth who need transfusions. Surgeries happen on a regular basis. Now, do we do directed donations here in Hawaii? Like if you have an uncle or an auntie who's having a surgery and they might need a transfusion, can you directly donate for that person, particularly if you have an unusual blood type and they do too? Yeah, that's a great question. So traditionally, Blood Bank of Hawaii does not do directed donors, which is I want to give only for my friend. And the reason for that is that the data does not support the safety um, of directed donors, meaning it's actually safer to have blood from the community that's already been tested. And so my recommendation, and we 100% support this, Donate in honor of your friend, mm. your family member. And so that's that's the way that I would recommend we go. Now, where can people find out where to donate blood? That's super easy. So bbh.org, check our website, and it's very easy. You can search for where we are near you and where our next drive is going to be. Or you can call 848-4770. And how often can someone donate? Ooh, great question. So uh, red cells, uh, once every two months, platelets once a week, and plasma once a month. And so could someone donate all three? Yes. that's uh, they, they could donate all three. 
But um, I think it's really um, talk to us and based on your blood type and what our patients need today, that is what I would recommend. Ask how you can help today because maybe today um, there'll be a great need uh, at a children's hospital. Maybe there was a trauma. So it it depends on what patients need today. You've made transfusion medicine seem really exciting, actually. And for those people who might want to consider trying to help the Blood Bank of Hawaii, how could they do that? Are there ways that they could get involved? More than just a very essential activity, which is donating blood. But if they feel compelled to want to do more, how could they do that? What could they do? What a great question. So here at Team Blood Bank Hawaii, we need more members. And so if you want to make a difference and uh, come to work in a place where you don't have to wonder whether what you do is, is doing any good, um, we need people who draw blood. So those are phlebotomists, and we're, we're looking for someone like you. If you would like to um, learn and go down the road like, like myself, um, be a medical technologist and learn more, uh, be a blood bank specialist, um, come, come contact us. Um, we are looking for uh, people who can get other people to donate blood recruitment specialists. We are looking for all of these individuals here at Team Blood Bank of Hawaii. Well, and you brought up a really interesting idea, which is, you know, if someone you love is having a surgery or having a problem, you can donate in honor of. And that way, you know, anybody could feel compelled to donate. And you could even ask your your loved ones if they wanted to get you a gift if they were eligible, they could donate blood. And that could really start a chain reaction of you guys having a lot of blood donors, which it sounds like you would welcome on any given day. That's absolutely right. And it's a way to celebrate life. And I will add one more thing. The feeling that you get when you do something, the endorphins that your your body makes, your brain makes, I mean, it's true. It, there is documented uh, science behind this. Just think of how you will feel knowing, knowing, having that confidence that uh, you saved a life and you made that difference. Well, because we never know. You mentioned you could be the next person in an accident. You could need blood and therefore knowing that you've given to that pool of blood helps you to realize that you never know when things can happen. And only being the recipient doesn't feel as good unless you also are actively helping that as well, being a donor. Absolutely. How old were you when you first donated blood? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> well, as you mentioned, B positive is a very important blood type that you have. Any blood type is welcome, A positive blood type, AB, O negative, O positive, A negative, all the different various blood types. We need something from everyone. But the idea is that it's really being a pay it forward to give to someone else who might have a need. Now, on average, how many transfusions do you think happen in Hawaii every day? Well, I'll tell you how many a year. It's 50,000 doses we send out, and that's just red cells. So if we put everything together in terms of doses, probably 70,000 a year. That's a lot. 
Wow. And that's all the different types of blood. Correct. 70,000. So if we did some quick math, that's like a serious number every single day. That's right. Which is why we need to replenish that blood supply. You mentioned earlier that if somebody is compelled and they truly have decided they are going to donate blood, there's a way they can find out where to do so. And remind me of what that is again, because I'm compelled. I want to be part of the next blood drive and donation. And yes, I might be attracted to the donut afterwards. That is very true. But if I wanted to help save a life, how do I find out where to do it? BBH.org. All right. Well, you've convinced me. Thank you very much, Dr. Kim Ann Nguyen, President and CEO of the Blood Bank of Hawaii. You have my word that I am going to donate blood. And I will help the B-plus supply, because that's my type as well. I want to thank you for sharing your expertise with us here in the islands and for coming here to help run the blood bank. Had a great time. Thank you. Well, we'll have to do it again. If you'd like to hear the show again, you can click on hawaiipublicradio.org, follow the links to The Body Show, or you can also find us on the HPR app. Our engineer is David Chong. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. We'll see you next week when we talk more about health topics right here on The Body Show. We'll see you then.